Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 73 of the Money Love Podcast. Today is the day, you guys. Overcoming overspending is launching at noon central time today, March 1st. And it just feels like Christmas morning for me. I'm just so excited for this next chapter of us working together and doing the very important work of transforming our spending habits for the better. There really is no other area of money that is as important as your spending habits and your ability to spend your money and manage your money in a way that's controlled and purposeful, but also fun and aligned to who you are. I know there's so many people out there talking about all different aspects of money, about investing and paying off debt and saving and making more money. And we do talk about those topics here on the podcast. And I do agree that all of those are very important components to building wealth. They absolutely are. But your spending habits are at the foundation of all of those things. It is the most important, yet the most underrated and underappreciated skill when it comes to winning financially. Because the truth is, if you don't have balanced spending habits and you're consistently overspending, And making impulse purchases, not only is it incredibly frustrating and defeating on an emotional level, which then just perpetuates the problem and makes it worse, but it also sabotages all of the other progress you could be making with your finances and the rate at which you're able to do it, like how quickly you can pay off debt, how much you can invest and how much you can save for the long term, how much progress you're able to make towards goals, like investing in appreciable assets like a house. So we really have to start by asking and answering the question, why do your spending habits even matter? And they matter because your spending skills are the gateway to really winning with your finances. It's where everything starts and kicks off. Because when you can transform your spending habits, you will transform your finances in more ways than one, plain and simple. Not only will the black and white numbers of your financial situation improve drastically, I think that's a given, but even more importantly than that, the emotional experience that you have around your money will be completely different as well. When you're in control of your spending habits, you feel in control with your money versus feeling out of control with your money. You will feel empowered with your money instead of feeling defeated. You will feel excited instead of feeling frustrated. You'll feel motivated by the progress that you're making financially, which will then just create more forward progress instead of you feeling stuck. There are, of course, mathematical benefits to this process of overcoming overspending, absolutely, but there are just as many, if not more, intangible benefits of overcoming overspending, like having a better relationship with money having a better relationship with yourself, feeling more emotionally empowered and at peace all at the same time. And those are things that you really cannot put a price on because to me, they are priceless. But if you've tried this before, 
If you've tried to stop overspending, if you've tried to stop impulse spending or impulse shopping, and it hasn't worked and you're feeling frustrated, I want to just provide you some encouragement and say that it's not you. You're not broken. It's not like it's working for everyone else and you're the outlier and you're the problem and it's just that you can't get it together and you can't figure it out. I have done so much research and so much work creating the curriculum for overcoming overspending. And from what I've found, there's just not much like it out there because most of the advice that I kept seeing over and over and over to stop impulse shopping and overspending is focused on the how. It's focused on manipulating your external environment for success, which then only provides a very short-term solution. And it brings short-term relief, but then old habits come roaring back because they weren't dealt with from the inside out in the first place. So then what happens is we just revert back to old belief patterns, old emotional patterns, and old habits with our money. And then, like I said, we are left to feel that something is wrong with us when really we're just not getting very good advice from the get-go. So here's what I mean. First, most of the advice that I see to stop overspending and impulse buying is based on logic and reason. There's a lot of logical mental tricks that we're told to use in situations where we are feeling the urge to splurge, and you've probably heard a lot of them before. And they sound something like this. So a very popular one is figure out how much an hour of your time is worth. And then whenever you want to buy something, ask yourself, how much time am I going to have to exchange to buy this item? So if an hour of your time is worth $20 and you want to buy something that's $100, the mental trick that people tell you to do is, okay, I'd have to give up five hours of my time to buy this item. That's one, a really popular one. Another one is think of something that you really like and really enjoy, figure out how much that costs. And then when you want to buy something else, think about how many of the items of the thing that you really like you'd have to give up or exchange for this other thing. So here's an example. They say, if you really enjoy getting lattes from Starbucks and your latte from Starbucks is $5 and you want to go out and you want to buy something that's $50, the mental trick is, you would say, oh, I'm going to have to give up 10 of my Starbucks lattes that I really like and enjoy to buy this other $50 item. Another one that I also hear a lot is to think about the pre-tax amount, right? So again, if you want to spend $20, you're really spending $30 because you can think of your spending like having to spend the pre-tax amount. Or another one is when you want to spend money thinking about if I were to invest this versus spending it, I could invest it, and over 20 years, this $50 would turn into X, okay? I hear tips and tricks, mental tricks like this all of the time. Now, I will say that this advice does work for some people. I'm not saying it doesn't work at all. And I do acknowledge that it's very well-intentioned by the people giving the advice, but I just don't see it working for a lot of us. It doesn't work for me. I don't see it working for a lot of my clients or a lot of my students, and it's just why I don't give advice like this. And I really believe because at the core of it, it doesn't really work. The reason it doesn't work is because our brains start to light up like a Christmas tree when we even start to think about spending or shopping. 
the dopamine starts flowing, the reward centers of our brain light up. And in those moments when we are anticipating shopping or spending or acquiring something, we are in a very heightened emotional state. And when emotion is high, logic is low. So for most of us, it's much harder for us to rely on those logical rules of thumb to help us make the right decision when the parts of our brains that control rational thought and reason are suppressed in that moment and they're not very active. They're not working very hard for you. Do you see what I mean? So what happens is we hear about these rules and we learn about them when we're in a calmer state of mind and we think, oh, great, I'll try that next time. But then the next time rolls around when our brains are being flooded with dopamine and the reward centers are going off like fireworks on the 4th of July. And in that moment, we're just like, who cares? Who cares how much of my time I'm going to have to exchange for this? Who cares how many lattes I'm going to have to give up? Who cares what this would grow into in 20 years if I were to invest it? We don't care in those moments because our primitive brain is running the show and it's in control. And it is pushing us towards that instant gratification that we get from the shopping and the acquiring. So that's one reason. And then the second reason a lot of traditional advice I see doesn't work is because it has you focus on your exterior environment and altering your external world to completely eliminate all of your spending triggers. So you'll hear a lot that you should unsubscribe from emails and you should mute Instagram ads or you just shouldn't go into stores where you're tempted to buy things. And yes, it does help when we can reduce the amount of spending triggers that we are exposing ourselves to. But I also believe that it's impossible to eliminate 100% of our spending triggers. One, because there's just external spending triggers that you have that simply can't be eliminated. And also, it's really not a great message to send to yourself when you're saying, the only way I'm going to be successful in this and the only way that I can overcome this is by restricting myself and depriving myself of all of these things and completely removing the temptation altogether. Like, you could tell yourself, okay, I'm never going to go to Target ever again. But then again, what message is that sending to yourself? You're essentially telling yourself that you cannot handle and you cannot trust yourself to ever be in a Target ever again. Now, in the beginning of this process, when you're first starting out and you're really working on all of these skills, yes, that can absolutely be helpful. But do you see what I mean? That it's not a practical long-term solution to say, I'm never going to go into a target ever again. What would actually be the ideal situation is if you learned the mental and the emotional coping skills so that eventually you could go into a target and you could get what you want without overspending and impulse buying a lot of different items that you didn't plan to spend ahead of time. So I really don't like the message that we're sending to ourselves when we do those things. And secondly, not all of our spending triggers are external. There are a lot of other internal spending triggers that we have. You can have mental spending triggers, so certain thoughts that you think. You can also have a lot of emotional spending triggers. So when you're feeling a certain way, you are triggered to spend money. And frankly, you cannot eliminate and ignore those internal spending triggers and just pretend they're not there. You can't just count on them going away because they're not going to go away. 
So instead, you have to learn how to deal with them and process them when they come up and learn skills to cope with them. And I tell you all of this to give you some encouragement that you're not broken and that nothing has gone wrong and there's not anything wrong with you. There is hope for meaningful change with your spending habits if you have tried all of this in the past and none of it's worked. And honestly, in my opinion, it's just really not the best advice because it's not addressing the root cause. And it's not a great approach because it doesn't address the two key parts of the equation that we have to address before we can even get into the how. So let's talk about that. We overspend and impulse shop for a couple of primary reasons. The first is that our brains are wired just to do it all wrong, all wrong when it comes to building wealth. I talk a lot about your primitive brain on this podcast, right? There's a reason that I do, and it's because it is running the show most of the time. The majority of our thinking, of our feeling, of our actions that we take flow from our primitive brain that is really just out for pleasure, and it wants to avoid pain, so it's not going to want you to have your future self in mind. Your primitive brain does not care about your future self and her financial well-being. It only cares about the desires that you have in this moment, and its job is to create enough urgency within you so that then you will take action towards the urges that you feel to spend. I was reading an article the other day that was really interesting, and it was basically saying how our brains are just wired to do it all wrong when it comes to money and all of the typical money rules that we think that we're supposed to be following, right? So The author of this article was saying how our primitive brains run the show most of the time, which I talk about a lot. But he gave this analogy of you have to remember that even though we live in the 21st century and we live in a totally different world than our ancestors did millions of years ago, we share a lot of similarities in the makeup and the structure of how our brains are wired. And back in the day, the concept of saving and planning things into the future, and making decisions that are going to benefit us in the long-term future versus what's going to benefit us today was a totally foreign concept to them. And it's not something that they were ever concerned about. So he said, let's take saving money. You always hear you should save, you should invest, you should plan for your future, yada, yada. He said, our ancestors never did that. Firstly, the only thing that you could really even save back then was food. And they didn't save food because the food spoiled so quickly. So really, the name of the game for them was consume as much as you can, as quickly as you can, because A, we can't take this with us, and B, we also don't know when we're going to be getting more. They also didn't save really any of their possessions because they lived such nomadic lifestyles. And the mindset was, don't save things because the less that you save, the less we have to move around with us. So he's saying that our brains are simply not wired to save. They are wired to spend and consume as much as you can, as fast as you can. Again, being in that scarcity mindset of we don't really know when we're going to be getting more. And we still hold a lot of those primitive impulses and desires in our mental makeup that manifest themselves in the way that we spend money. So our brains are wired to impulse shop and they are wired to overspend. And then secondly, a big reason why we overspend is because we're just not very good feelers. We're fighting 
the first step of the equation that we just talked about, like I said, because again, your primitive brain wants to avoid pain. It hates being uncomfortable. It hates feeling negative emotion. So it's just going to push you to always be buffering it away instead of actually feeling it. And then compounded on top of all of that are so many other factors that make feeling our emotions much more difficult. It's the world that we live in, consumer culture, that is constantly shouting at us that the goal should be more pleasure, less pain right now. It's society and social media that we consume every day that convinces us that the goal is to be happy and to feel good all of the time, and we should never feel negative emotion. It's this false narrative that life should be 100% good, 0% bad, instead of the reality that life is really 50-50. And so then we take that information and the 50% negative emotion that we feel, because we're human and we're going to feel it, that's just part of the experience, but we take that negative emotion that we feel like shouldn't be happening and we go, oh no, something's wrong. Something's wrong with me and my life and it shouldn't be this hard and I shouldn't be feeling this way. And so I need to go fix this immediately. So then we chase the false pleasure, those short-lived squirts of dopamine to buffer away the negative emotion that we think shouldn't be there and we shouldn't be feeling. We overspend not because we're broken, not because you're irresponsible, not because you're not good with money, not because you're destined or deserve to live a financial life that's mediocre, but we overspend because we don't think on purpose. We let our default thinking from our primitive brain run the show. And so we make our spending choices on default, the choices that benefit what we want now, but not what we want most in the future. We overspend because we don't feel on purpose, because we are totally misinformed about what our true emotional experience in life should be, because we view feeling as the enemy and the thing to be avoided at all costs, when really it's the key to reaching our potential. We overspend because we're living in a world that tries to convince us of a lot of false truths that a lot of us fall for, like where our happiness comes from, where our success and status comes from, where our fulfillment comes from, where our self-worth and self-respect comes from. The world tells us that those things come from spending more so that we can have more, so that we can show off those things to other people in order to win the admiration of other people and eventually. Once we have enough, we will be able to give ourselves permission to actually like and accept ourselves. We overspend because we haven't practiced and built up our muscles of discipline and delayed gratification. We have that all or nothing black and white thinking. So when we display undisciplined behavior, we think that's the way that it's always going to be. And that's just how we are. And there's no hope for us. And we overspend because we don't have a clear path for our money. We don't even know what we should be spending on something as a part of our overall plan. So then, of course, it becomes very easy to overspend when we have no clue what we're actually measuring against and where we're trying to get to. So if you want to overcome overspending and really gain control over your money, you have to start doing things differently. You have to start thinking differently and believing new things. You have to start believing new things about money and also believing new things about yourself. You have to start feeling differently, meaning you actually have to start feeling and not just buffering away negative emotion that you don't want to feel. The way that you think about money and yourself and how good of a feeler you are 
will determine the results that you're able to create with money. Those are the two missing pieces of the puzzle that not many people are talking about and most people are missing. Those are the two pieces of the equation that are at the foundation of your money iceberg. Remember the money iceberg analogy that I use a lot, where what's underneath the surface of the water will dictate the part that is above the water. And so we have to take care of the 90% of the mass that is the foundation underneath the water before we can address the 10% of the tip that you can actually see. That's really where we get it backwards. We focus 90% of our time on the 10% that matters and 10% of our time on the 90% that matters. And we have to flip where our focus, attention, and energy is going to really be successful here. That is what has been missing in the past. And that's what I can help you do. So this is my invitation to you to join me in overcoming overspending. It is where we tackle this process in three phases. The first phase is learning how to manage your mind and how to think on purpose. When you can learn to think on purpose, that is how you will start living your life on purpose and not at the beck and calls of your primitive brain that doesn't have your best interest in mind. The people that are most successful in any area of life are the people who have really worked hard and honed the skill of just quieting that part of their brain and not constantly giving into it. It's a skill that you have to learn and something that you have to practice. The second phase is all about how to manage your emotions. This section really should be called how to feel, but we spend a lot of time learning how to feel on purpose working to develop your emotional muscles of discipline and delaying gratification, and also getting you to an emotional state with your money of enough, sufficiency, of abundance. I also teach you the emotional skill of just having money and being with your money so that you don't feel the compulsive need to spend it immediately right when you get it. You can simply just be with your money and have it and love it And then from that place, you can decide what the best use of it will be for you. And then after we've done all of that work, all of the work on the foundation of your money iceberg underneath the surface, at that point, we'll move on to the third phase, which is all about managing your money. I will help you with the how. I will help you with the external tools that you will need to become a really good spender. I will help you create the clear path that you want to have with your finances that will get you from where you are to where you want to go. But the great news is by the time we get to that point, you will have all of the other important foundational skills running in the background and driving those actions so that you're truly successful this time and that things don't fall apart and that you don't self-sabotage. Here are some clues that overcoming overspending could be for you. I want you just to see if any of these resonate with you or if you see any of these in yourself. You're someone who turns to shopping when you feel negative emotion. You feel bored, anxious, insecure, lonely. And to make yourself feel better, you crave the high of the buy. You're someone who just drops into stores just to browse around and kill time. But when you do that and you tell yourself, I'm not going to buy anything, I'm just looking You always do end up making unplanned purchases when you promised to yourself that you wouldn't. You go to Target for a tube of toothpaste, (laughs) but you end up spending $200 across 10 unplanned things that you spotted in Target while you were just strolling through the store that you didn't plan to buy ahead of time. 
you are frequently clicking on ads that you're served online. And those ads often end up making you purchase the items on a whim that you weren't planning on buying. You are spending more than you make, which has resulted in debt. You've driven yourself into stressful credit card debt that you really don't feel confident that you can pay off. Or you're someone with your bank account. At the end of every month, you check it. You have a ton of anxiety around checking it. And when you do, you're just like, holy crap, where did all my money go? You're someone who often buys things that you don't really end up using much or at all. And they're things that really end up stuffed in the back of your closet or piled up under your bathroom sink or in a spare room. You just have a lot of junk and excess and clutter in your life. And when you buy something, it's more about the high of the buy and the experience of what you're buying rather than the item itself and whether that item has a place and purpose in your life. You're someone who hides your spending from other people. You hide your spending from your spouse or your partner. And your spending habits are something that is creating a strain and tension in your relationship. You and the Amazon delivery man on a first name basis. And you're getting packages on a daily basis. And sometimes you're even getting packages for things that you ordered and you don't even remember making them. You do a lot of buying under the influence. You do a lot of buying when you're drinking wine or consuming other substances. You don't have a clear plan for your spending and for your finances. And the ones that you've tried in the past, you haven't really been successful at sticking to. Maybe you're someone who's just a sucker for a sale. And you really pride yourself on finding like the deal of the century. And like I said, it's more important for you to win and to score the deal than buying things that you actually want and need and bring a certain level of value into your life. So those are just some examples. But if any of these sounds like you, you need to join us in overcoming overspending. It will help you. And here's the best news of all that I want to make sure that you are aware of. I have decided to attach a lifetime guarantee to overcoming overspending, which essentially what that means is that you have not only lifetime access to the course, the community, and the coaching with me, you also have a lifetime 100% refund guarantee. And so what that means is that you have a lifetime to go through the course to implement the process that I teach you in the course, and to make your financial investment back at a minimum. So all you have to do is just show me that you tried and that you showed up and that you did the work. But if you go through, whether it's this week, next month, or five years from now, after you've bought the program, and you go through the process and you show me, Paige, I tried, I implemented it, it didn't work for me, you get a full refund, 100%, no questions asked. I'm going to be walking you through a process in the course on how we can measure very clearly the ROI that you get out of the course. We're going to be tracking certain things with your spending, the spending that you're doing and the spending that you're not doing. And there's a very clear way where we can see the financial ROI that you're going to be getting from the program. And if that financial ROI does not exceed the investment that you make in the program after you've tried it, I will give you all of your money back. The average American impulse spends about $275 a month. That's over $3,000 a year, you guys. And what I'm charging for overcoming overspending is far less than that. I feel 100% confident 
that the process that I take you through will have you earn your financial investment back fivefold. That also doesn't even factor in all of the intangible ROIs that you're going to receive as well. But just know that you can go through the entire course, implement all of the content, all of the coaching, get help from the community. And if you don't see that very clear and tangible financial ROI, I will give you your money back. By the end of the course, you're going to be thinking on purpose. You're going to be making decisions from your human brain instead of your caveman brain, which means you're actually going to be in a place where you can evolve and grow. You won't be doing things that keep you stuck, stuck in that rinse and repeat cycle of just repeating and creating more of your past. Mentally, you're going to be much happier because you will understand how to actually create happiness on your own with your thinking rather than relying on shopping and acquiring and buying to create that false sense of happiness for you. Emotionally, you're going to be healthier. You're going to feel better. You will have ways to deal with the negative emotion in your life, and you'll be able to channel that negative emotion to actually create more for you rather than using it to take away from you. You'll become more disciplined. You will become a master at delaying gratification and not giving into your impulse desires. You're obviously going to stop impulse spending. You will be spending in a way that is intentional and feels good and is fun. You're going to have a clear roadmap for your money that ensures that you hit every financial goal that you set for yourself. You're not going to have buyer's remorse anymore because you're going to be spending money on the items and the things that bring you the highest level of value into your world. And overall, this is what I'm saying. You're just going to be mentally stronger. You're going to be emotionally healthier. And you're going to be financially wealthier. Here's what I really want you to think about if you're on the fence. If this is something that you're struggling with in an area that you know is holding you back financially, there's two things that can happen here. The first is that you just continue down the path that you're on. Overspending and impulse shopping and just repeating more of your past creating more of those results, you keep feeling frustrated, you keep feeling stuck. The second option is that you invest in yourself and you try overcoming overspending. You jump into the program, you implement the system, you get the process of the program, the community, the weekly coaching with me. And the worst case scenario is that you try it and it doesn't work and you get a full refund, you get your money back. I've been talking to a couple of you that are on the fence and having some questions And the point that I keep bringing up is, you know, I'll ask, do you think that this money will get spent eventually? And the answer that they give me is always yes. They're like, oh, definitely. It's going to get spent. And I'll ask, okay, well, realistically, what do you think it's going to get spent on? And usually the answer that they give me is that, well, it's probably going to get spent on more stuff that I don't really need. More junk, more excess, more clutter more things that I'm just going to bring into my life that really don't serve a purpose or have a place. Because honestly, the buying and the spending that I'm doing really isn't even about the item. The shopping and the spending is just a way that I choose to entertain and numb myself. So then it becomes, okay, well, do you want to take the money and spend it there? Or do you want to take the money and spend it where it could actually have the opposite effect? Instead of being money that you spend that brings a net negative consequence into your life, it could be money spent that will bring a net positive result into your life. 
at least with this, with overcoming overspending, if it doesn't turn out to be what you want, you can get your money back. And we can do that sometimes with the other things. We can return things and get our money back. But the honest truth is that a lot of times we just don't do that. Spending money in the first way is just going to create more financial pain and more financial strain. The second option could do the exact opposite of that. And so if you were on the fence, just something to consider. We can continue down this path of rinse and repeat, or we can just try something new. We can invest in ourselves, take a chance. Either way, the money is getting spent. It's just a matter of the result that that spending will create in your life. Either it's going to work against you or it's going to work for you. And I say, let it work for you and push you closer towards the financial life that you know that you are capable of living. And like I said at the very beginning, it all starts with your spending habits. It starts with overcoming overspending and becoming a really good spender, which I know is in the cards for every single one of you. So be on the lookout noon central, March 1st today. An email will be coming into your inbox if you are on my email list. If you are on the wait list, you will also be getting an email with your $50 discount code. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not on my email list and you don't get emails from me, you can also just go to overcomingoverspending.com. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. That will have all of the information for the program and you can jump in and join there. If you join in the month of March 2022, you will be considered a founding member. And a founding member is going to get the lowest rate on the program that I will ever be offering. Come April 1st, 2022, the investment of the program will be going up by $300. So I really want to make sure that if you have any interest of joining, at a minimum, you join in the month of March. But if you are ready to join, go ahead and jump in because coaching starts next week. The earlier you join, the better, because what I'm going to be doing for the month of March is actually walking through the program together with those of you who join in the next two weeks so that we can be going through the program together in real time. We're going to go through the three phases. We're going to have coaching calls on all of the phases. And so all of that is going to be happening this month in March, kicking off next week. So if you are ready to join, do not wait. Go ahead and join. Jump in. Let's get going. There's no reason to delay this transformation. And you can make sure that you get access to the coaching, like I said, that is starting next week. Our very first coaching call is going to be next Tuesday, March 8th in the afternoon. All right, you guys, any questions at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email at support at pagepritchard.com. You can go to overcomingoverspending.com. You can go to my website and submit a contact form, which will be sent to me and I can reply to you there. Just don't be shy about reaching out and asking your questions, but I hope to see every single one of you within Overcoming Overspending. It's going to be incredible, and I can't wait to work with so many of you. Have a fantastic week. I love each and every one of you, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive 
all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.